0: Lapidat, I want to give a quick shout out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S.app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records. National records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts um, to get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite level programming and coaching. For twenty nine ninety nine US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app Go there and get yourself started. We're back. It's your boy Six Pack Lapidat. We got Billy Mac and Messi Camessi. And let me get this off the top instead of at the end. Wherever you're at, subscribe. Give us high ratings. When you subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast, you get notified when an, when an episode drops. I know we got a lot of subscribers and I appreciate because I can see I haven't advertised a damn thing yet. And it's nothing more, you know, less stress when you can see the downloads coming in and you haven't said anything on the King of Lists um, Instagram page yet. And you're like, damn, much appreciated. Thank you for everybody around the world who's, who is subscribing Um, but if you're listening and you haven't, you miss an episodes. we drop episodes. Sometimes I drop an episode, um, like three in one day and, and you might just notice the one, right? So stop missing episodes. We just recorded two back to back and, uh, we got guests coming up. So subscribe, give us high ratings. And if you're looking for some coaching, Arian, where are they going to find you kid?
1: Well, well, I was going to say, just to re- reiterate what you were saying, is I've never really been to podcast, but lately I've been like, okay, let me check out some other podcasts that are out there. And I've been trying to walk some more every night, like, you know, 30, 45 minutes and listen. To and on Spotify, when you go and you add it or you follow a podcast, then it has a little section for new episodes and you just click on that. So whenever I'm about to go for a walk, I just click on new episodes and all the podcasts I follow, it shows all the newest ones. And you can just check it out right there. Don't miss it and give it a listen.
0: Hang on a so, second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. What are you doing, man? What's going on? You fucking cutting? Look at the jawline on this not, kid, Billy. Billy, I mean, look I'm, at the jawline I'm, on this kid. I, I'm, I thought so. I'm what literally eating?
1: Eating, I'm eating pizza right now.
0: Calories uh, in, calories out though, dog. The, the, more,
1: the more clients I get since I do all online coaching is the more I'm sitting at my desk or laying on my bed, answering emails, watching videos. So I'm like, okay, each night, Let me at least go around and move some. And I was like, okay, instead of just listening to music, let me listen to podcasts or watch some YouTube videos like that and learn a little bit while I'm walking. So
2: it's it's kind of
1: break break even on my diet.
2: You're this guy, like the more clients I get, the more I sit at my desk long. So I've
0: been doing marathons lately, son. That's that's how
1: good I've been doing. Bill's like, I sit at my desk 24-7. I got so many clients. Bill's like, I need a treadmill at my
0: desk, son. Let's get the lifts and blow it up. All right. But, um,
1: but I still, I still have spots available. So if you want to hit me up, Instagram coach Aaron K, or if you want to use that old email method, Aaron at the strength guys.com.
2: That's
0: it. Three man. spots left, baby three <laughs> spots left. Always, <laughs> always, or you'll make room. Um, but jokes aside, man, you have coached people to national titles, world records and shit like that. I know you top in and been a national coach at the world level. Um, that's where I met you. So yeah, hit them up and Bill. Where do people hit you up,
2: sir? Uh, get the lift on Instagram that works or get the lift at gmail.com.
0: That's it. Or, these, yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Go ahead. He's gonna say TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Oh
0: fuck. I'd be like, what are you serious? Good on you. Man, it's crazy. I checked out um I am so terrible at posting on TikTok. And uh, I just double back and I'm like, I gotta post on TikTok again. And I fucking still didn't, but I'm going to uh, soon. And I doubled back, like, how am I doing on TikTok? I, like, I mean, king of list. And yeah. like, fucking, one of the videos got f- 4.5 million views. And I'm like, I need to invest more time in TikTok. I, it, I, if I just invest as much time in TikTok as I do Instagram, 4.5 mil, like, holy shit, yeah.
1: man. You should post a TikTok, but only like mega arch benches and sumo deadlifts. That's it. That's all you post.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like terrible <laughs> advice. Yes, I, I,
1: it's perfect advice if you want to get lots of views and lots of comments.
0: Well, that's true. Hey, you ain't lying. But I'm not trying to set nobody up to get their asses whooped on TikTok. If someone's like, "Hey, I will hop on TikTok and I'm getting fucking roughed up over there."
2: I got a question. Are you going to let Ari and I take over King of the Lifts for the Arnold weekend so we can get some content for you, or what? You guys going down there? What I thought
1: you were going to say, Bill, give us a TikTok since he won't do it.
2: Give us oh, a no, I wanna, no, I don't want to. I just want to delete his shit when he <laughs> gives me the uh, the password, that's all.
1: Bill and I dancing <laughs> the Arnold
2: posted TikTok. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could definitely work out if you guys, we, we, let, let's talk offline.
2: Yeah, he's we, scared. We, he's scared. That's he tough. doesn't want to commit to anything online. <laughs>
0: no, well, what I'm going to say is, well, fuck it, I'll say it much. Right he don't care.
2: Whatever he commits to online, he just he just breaks the promise. That's anyway. not true.
0: I won those this side bets. Just... I, I by the skin of my teeth. I almost lost kicking the lips for a month, and I was like, I'm never doing it. No way. No, you
2: didn't. Remember, what's the, yeah, the bet was for the year. Remember, he hit like like seven seventy or something like that later in the year. Thank God he was heavier body weight. You were good. You were, you had plenty of time, bro. You were good.
0: Well, didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 talk. We we should definitely if you guys got time. I don't know what the fuck you how busy you guys are, but if you're chilling for a little bit, for sure it'd be sweet, man. You guys going down there and uh, getting some content for King of Lists? That'd
1: be amazing. I'm just gonna post videos of like. Bill in a chair, like wrapping his own knees. <laughs> this is content you need to post up.
0: <laughs> but uh, especially YouTube for fuck's sake, that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out some, some fun ideas that people will have fun with. Maybe even run into some lifters and I don't know, take some videos, shoot the shit, but uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. We got some news on the go and we'll start off the hop with a quick review not a division divide by division like a normal podcast where we go right in. But a quick review, the U.S. Virgin Islands had their nationals and um, they had some shooters in there. Arian, do you uh, – you got the list up here? Of shooters? Well, I got – hang on a second. I got uh,
1: – Yeah, I, I mean, the they had um... – you know, a mixture of people from USVI and some of the US people that were already part of USVI and some new people that went over. So you had, for example, Gavin Aiden compete, Dave Ricks compete, uh, Ryan Stills. On the equip side, you had people like uh, Sarah Roddick, Matt Roddick, Janelle Brown. On the bench side, you had Bill's guys, uh, Philip Wilkins and Patrick Barger. Um, Some of the masters also, you know, Sue Elwin, John Laflam. So a variation of the... Chandler Babbs, sorry, so a variation of, you know, national champions, world champions, Dave Ricks, you know, had an open world record as a master's lifter. So a nice mixture of talent here throughout the different divisions that they were offering.
0: So let me go in because I got a couple highlights I need to talk about that are going to set up some massive battles at the world championships straight off the top. Um, the number one lifter on dots, if that matters to you, was uh, Joe Jordan And this is Chance Mitchell's lifter. Good lift points. Good lift points. Good lift points. Sorry. Uh, Is he number one good lift points too? Let
1: me switch. Now, Davin Aiden's number one on good lift points. Is he? Okay. what I'm saying. I'm saying saying, he's the goodest goodest boy. (laughs) So
0: anyways, (laughs) let's talk about Joseph though, because I brought him up first. So he's uh, Chance Mitchell's lifter, 66 kilo, totaled 700. And that is really the... 700 for 66 is what 800 was for 83s um, just like two years ago. Only the very, very elite tip of the spear going to make that. Uh, 700 so far, 66. I mean, if you look at the world scene, you got Penna waiting for you, who's the current world champion. He's hit 700. Eddie Berglin is just shy and full well capable of it. Um, you have somebody's going to come up through the US, through the uh, Powerlifting America Nationals, throw in Joe... Joe Jordan who just hit 700 and this is another news item. We'll talk, but there is two Russians that are one of them. Glad two time world champion whom not sure if Russia's going to compete. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but also Ilya who's young up and comer and could easily push towards a 700 a kilo total at some point as well in 2022. So we have, a handful of lifters capable of 700. Can they do it while traveling to South Africa, time zone change, travel the whole line? Different issue, different issue. Domestically, can they hit 700? A lot of them already have. Not by a lot of them, a few of them already have. I was
1: like, I was like, Joseph is the, the fifth one, at least on Open IPF to ever do it.
0: I mean, so it's like what, yeah, exactly. It's an elite club and a lot of them could all meet at the world championships. It's special. The, I'm telling you the 66 kilo class. If you like straight head-to-head matchups, 66 six kilo class in at Worlds could be hit for you. If you like like world records and battles, and I don't know who's going to win right down to the last deadlift. Um, and if Russia goes, it just gets even spicier. But even if Russia doesn't at this point, it's gonna be super duper spicy. So um it, it's serves note as well as um, and if someone wants to jump in on you, you guys can jump in afterwards as well if you want to snowball off it. But yes, Gavin Aiden missed weight. So on open powerlifting, you're gonna see him as a 105. He is a 93. He weighed in 93.2, but I'm told he's still going to be on the team, USVI team, as a 93. Um, totaled 855, not his best total didn't have his best day, miss weight, learned a shitload. I was in this young man's DMs and he told me, you know, things popped up. He's like, we got it done. We got on the team. We, we put together our totals. Um, It didn't go as planned. I think he missed his opening squat. Uh, So already you're behind the eight ball and that's not a good way to start it. And then if you're cutting hard and don't make, you probably had a bad cut.
1: So the rest of the, the rest of the attempts were fairly comfortable though. So he must have missed the first squad on like depth. He still went up. But I like think he missed
0: it altogether even getting to the platform. Oh, okay. I think maybe. Yeah. I, I didn't get the full, I, I'd have to double check. It's in my DMs, but yeah. Well, so.
1: like he posts up the videos if you want to go look at it. And he had more in him that day. He just didn't need to push it.
2: Right. Um yeah. so did he like as I wondered, did he go like take the opener in the warm-up room then real quick and then come back out for a second? Because he went up.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I don't yeah, know the no, full. I- I'd have to,
0: I'm gonna have to slide in his DMs again, man. I just know it wasn't put it this way. I told him, um, if something like this is going to happen to you, let it happen now. I don't know how much international travel he's done for powerlifting meat, but I'm like, this is coming. And if you're going to South Africa to battle, it's going to be like, you need to get this down, Pat. And that's good. If there was a mistake that you didn't see coming and you don't see until it happens to you good let it happen at usvi when you can miss weight and they'll still put you on that team when you can you know cruise through and get a decent 855 and i have to super be pressed because when you show up in south africa if you had a if you had a warning sign you needed to tighten something up but you would never tighten it up unless you t- you had that warning sign this is a good thing it doesn't feel like it now but that's your warning Now, you know, because the travel to South Africa is going to be worse. Cutting while traveling is going to be worse. And then when you show up there, the pressure, when it's, you know, Keiko's back and then Gustav Hedlund's looking at you and like, it's...
2: Maybe maybe Keiko, maybe Chance. We don't know yet. Maybe
0: Chance, sorry. Maybe both of them. Maybe both of them. Maybe both. (laughs) Maybe both. Look at Chance. And yeah, sure. Let's talk about that for a second. Chance just doubled 800 pounds, 363 kilo. And he's fighting for that for that spot with Kaiko, who's the defending world champion and chance set after he doubled that, he said, I'm loading for the win. <laughs> I'm loading for my spot, whatever it is. And, um, when he was on the podcast, he was like, I don't know if I got to go to mid eights. I think that's, I might even load. And I'm like, I was like, Holy fuck mid eights. Yeah. But you're doubling eight. And he's like, look at percentage wise. It's not as crazy as you think. What's the difference. What's 50 pounds when you're already in the eight hundreds, like work the percentage out. And I'm like, you're fucking probably like, it's not a crazy. <laughs> if you're that strong and it's in this guy, chance loves the idea of like world champion going to the world champ, having USA across the chest. Like that means everything to, him. you know, he's like, that's what I'm about. And, um, he's going to go all in, man. He's going to push all the money to the middle of the table. So if he goes as well as Keiko, cause we don't know how the U S national team will be selected. And you have Gustav Headlin who had a phenomenal battle with Keiko at Last Worlds. And you got Gavin Aiden, who had a phenomenal battle with Keiko at US Mats That is gonna be an amazing showdown in the 93s. So, anyways, telling Gavin, work all that shit out before you're in the warm-up room and you're looking around, see nothing but those fellas. Because those fellas ain't playing. You cannot come, you cannot make mistakes with those fellas in the warm-up room. I'll tell you that right now. Um so it's good. You work it out. You work all the prep work out and you learn. And, um, and thank God it happened now and not in South Africa you miss weight because you still lift. You know, yeah. or you make weight, but it's the shittiest of making a weight and you have a terrible day.
2: Or if he yeah. was still in, in Palo America and missed weight and he couldn't lift and couldn't make the team. So, because exactly. he missed weight.
0: <laughs> so. He, there's so many blessings in there. There's so many blessings say, in there.
1: I was going to say the other benefits he has is, one, he already competed – Two, he didn't have to cut all the way down and make weight. And three, he didn't have to go all the way out. uh, All out in his lifts um, in a battle. Versus with Palafine America, it's April. April 1st, 2nd, 3rd. So you have to go and compete. And then eight weeks later, go in Worlds and compete again. And then you have to make the weight. And Kaiko and Chance, most likely, have to push themselves to the max to fight out for that spot. So it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to turn around again for Worlds and do do that all over again. All
0: round. Dude, if being the 93 kilo champ is going to be fucking difficult with Keiko chance and Gavin Aiden. Like that's, that's a crazy three-way battle right there. Um, even if they take two, I'm glad Gavin with the USVI route, it would actually hurt my heart if they took two and the third guy gets left off when you're like, my God, this is such a, it's so deep. The 93, you know, it's so good. Um, but that's sports, man. You got to battle for your for your spots and um, don't miss the power the 93s for PA Nats. But anyway, so um, I want to hit those two. Walks. I also want to talk about Chandler Babb, world champion, 69 kilos in Sweden. Uh, she obviously won the U.S. Raw Nats and then went to the world championships, battled legends in Kimberly Walford, um, Anna Rosa Castellane, both of multiple time world champions as well as some upstarts coming out of Europe um, and ended up taking the 69 kilo title and has now requalified on team USVI and can go back to the world championships and defend her 69 kilo title, open title. So it's always big when you have an open world champion in the house. So she made the team Superman, David Ricks, who might have the craziest resume you've ever seen in your life. When it comes to powerlifting, the man is in his sixties 93 kilo and squatting, um, you know, depending on his day, God knows how he, <laughs> he could go deep into the sixes you want to follow him into the gym. You're not going to be overly flattered with his depth, but he'll put 700 on his back. <laughs> you is. know? So it is what it is. Uh, Ryan stills friend of the podcast, uh, solid dude. And he made the team as well and we will be going to uh, has he won IPF Worlds as a master? Pretty sure he's a master yeah. world champion. Yeah. He was chasing the world record, I believe. And it was Tony Harris's world record. Is that right? I
2: mean for it's masters. Be, well, it'd be Dennis's after yeah. June. So <laughs> Well, well,
1: so I was like I was like, me- it may have been it may have been Mohammed Boafia's back in the day, but I don't know about now.
2: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, I believe that, uh, Dennis has actually said, he's going to, he told me in the DMS, he's going to pursue grappling and doing jujitsu and take a little time off powerlifting.
1: Isn't he signed up? I think he signed up for the Arnold and he signed up for powerful American nationals.
0: He's going to be doing neither. He wanted to, (laughs) he wanted to let me know so that I don't overly hype him. Uh, when he's like, so injuries have come and gone. And then he
2: said, is this real? Are you serious or are you fucking yes. around? No, I'm okay. dead, dead I can't serious. tell with you sometimes. <laughs> no, no, that's fair.
0: That's fair, dog. No, I'm, I'm always dead serious, Bill. What are you talking about? I don't fuck uh, around. No, I don't fuck around. But <laughs> um, no, he's straight up said uh, he needs to take, he's, he, for injuries and then also like, I don't know, you suffer a little bit of burnout. He wanted one more world title before he decided to take this off. And that was the initially the goal. Let me have one more open world title um, while I can. And then, you know, he's came to the conclusion. You know what? It's now. I'm not going to force it. It's a hell of a force. If you don't feel it, you know, if you don't feel the fire going on right now, pull back and he's like, I'm going to make a play, do some grappling. And there's world championships in grappling and whatnot too. He can he can move up the ranks there. He's a master there. He's going to absolutely ruin some poor bastards day in the white belt division <laughs> when he locks up with this gorilla. And he's like, what the f- Fuck. And this guy slamming you in the mat and tossing you all over. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna take some time off. He's gonna do some grappling competitions and um things clear up injury-wise, the the fire comes back, maybe comes back to powerlifting, or who knows, man. If things take off in that avenue and you're know, like, no oh, fuck, man, <laughs> that would be amazing. But uh, but yeah, the GOAT 120 won't be returning so. There it is. There's another little piece of news. I didn't even think about dropping it and hopefully he's not like, dude. Well, he can't be like dude because Arnold's right around the corner and so is PA Matt. So it's not like a secret that wouldn't came out anyways. Um, um, is there anyone else on there that uh, maybe we should, we should talk about before we get into the other news items.
1: I was just going to mention for, for Ryan Stills, I did look up the world record and it used to be Blafia, but now it is Tony Harris at 865 and Ryan did 810 at Nationals but he did do 850 in Sweden at world. so 850 to 865 not too far away
0: I remember I remember cuz there's a storyline Anthony was I don't know if he goes by Tony or Anthony but was actually coaching him to do it and encouraging him and helping him and I think he was even help handle him and everything he was like take it you know, uh, records are made to be broken. So I thought that was a pretty cool storyline when I seen that. But yeah, John Laflemme, who 71 years old, refuses to age. Uh, the man will squat into the four hundos um, on a good day, dead into the fives. Like the guy is an absolute and he's in his seventies and he's an 80, 80- he's an 83 in his seventies. And he's, you know, going to throw on over 400 pounds on his back and take it for a go. If, you know, some 70 year olds in your life, they're not shifting hundreds and hundreds of pounds on their back and getting, you know, into the like 500 something or whatever. Like he, he's something special, this guy, but uh, he made the team and he will be returning. He's obviously an IPF world champion as well.
2: It's interesting here. You look at these weight classes, right? Like there's not a lot of depth at their nationals. And then you see like the one twenty men, it was like, you know, four people when everything else is like one, 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 one. And then the, um, 84 and 84 plus females was four and six. So, I mean, that's cool. They have some depth in those classes, which is nice. And obviously the um, 76 is also you would add Kim- Kimberly in there. Um, so that's another four. So that's, that's pretty good. They have some depth in some of these classes, which is cool. getting big.
1: Or one of the 120 should have bulked up the 120 plus. You're
2: right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing too is, I don't know if you notice here on the score sheet, it says um, home and it says either USVI or USA. This is, see how many lifters came that. over from USAPL. Ah, which is interesting. How many? It.
0: That's interesting, Bill.
2: Uh it's a quite a few.
0: Is it? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, this is like so their nationals is probably experiencing a lot more growth than they would have thought. Like this is they're gonna just have to start growing, they're gonna start growing into a powerlifting nation. Um, and this is, you know.
1: That that an um you know, it seemed like it was in the gym, but the live stream was nice. They had Scott Dobbins, who moved from USAPL over to USVI for Worlds last year. He did a live stream, so he had like you know multiple camera setup. He was doing the live stream commentary, and he had a nice little overlay for them, everything like that. So at least they're as their nationals is building up, and they're getting more lifters. They're also investing in it, getting better equipment, getting a better live stream, all that kind of stuff.
0: Man, you you're gonna have some stars coming over. You might as well. You're starting to turn into a bit of a powerlifting nation. What other sports is USVI known for? And if they're known for other sports, how many world champions do they have in those other world sports? Because in powerlifting, they can have a few. You know what I mean? Like they are turning into straight up and honestly, a power- well, I say nation, they're American. I got to watch my mouth, don't I? <laughs>
2: right? Territory,
0: right territory, island, whatever.
2: I'll tell you an interesting story real quick. So we, I was on vacation I don't know, 10 12 years ago in barbados and the world the track and field world championships were going on and they had like a hurdler win the, like the 110 hurdles or whatever it was He won the gold medal for worlds in barbados first time they've ever won like a gold medal at any of these international competitions they shut down the island okay literally had a parade around the whole island and there was just People like schools let out, there was kids in the schools. Then they're all like just around this road. And this guy drove through this car and um, drove around the island. Then they drove into the soccer stadium. And they had like this huge pep rally form and everything like that. And they had people write songs about him. It was like oh the craziest God. thing. He was like a national hero. Uh, it was amazing. And I remember, because I we literally were, were, you could hear the stadium from when we were staying like, at the beach. And it was like, go Ryan, go. And I, like, it sounds like a nice thing <laughs> I still remember guy. it today, like for, like 12 years ago. But yeah, it was the craziest thing. Like literally, like, it was like the the most pride I've ever seen, you know, in any kind of, nation or any of that kind of stuff i mean like here in the u.s like you know your team wins are like yeah great okay whatever next thing this was like they were living and dying by this thing and this guy won and it was amazing it was so cool so yeah so kind of like could be the same thing there if it becomes big enough where they become like some kind of like national hero kind of thing
0: let me well let me go tip for tap for story sir that reminds me of rondell hunt 2018 he won the junior world championships but he got a total big enough that would have won him the open he was so dominant as a junior and he went back it's trinidad and tobago is it yeah get that right okay he went back to trinidad and tobago he was on like their 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 news they had a fucking parade he got off the plane and there was like 50 people waiting for him he was not the news was there for when he got off the plane then he was doing news shows and interviews for like weeks afterwards they're 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 major news shows down there you know in studio mic'd up on all of all of them were like let's get them you know and um i mean i was like dude what is going on down there i was following him this is 2018 and i had him on the podcast I was like dude it was you know it's some of these nations that are smaller don't have the type of stars we have like we get kind of you know, you get used to it, like like kind of Bill was saying, right? And uh, for them to have a sport where you have a world champion means something. And yeah, man, who knows? Powerlifting can get big.
1: Yeah, in some I, had of these to, nations. I had to pull up the um, the previous years of worlds again to see how they place as a team. And for the women's side, the they got third place team, so they got something to build off now going for this year.
0: The one thing is, now that powerlifting America is here, they're gonna lose people. Um, like their but peak. It, sorry, go on.
1: No, I was going to say, but as we, we've been discussing and we'll discuss continue going forward is that it's so mixed now between different countries that can have national champ or uh, world champions that you don't know as far as the team points. No one's going to like sweep every weight class anymore. Now it's going to be France, uh, USA, USVI, Canada. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I
0: like this. Let me get your guys opinion because I talked about it with Chance. I want to talk about it with you guys real quick. How do you guys feel about, um, USVI being there. Yes. In terms of nationals, it'll, it'll hurt powerlifting America's nationals because like some battles that would have happened. Now people can go down the USVI. However, nationals, if you're going the IPF route is, was never the end goal game. It's worlds. And in terms of worlds, um, a yes, you're absolutely right. Arian, it splits up the teams, So now there's far more parity with that split up so a team like France or Canada, you know, you have a good day. U.S. has a bad day. Oh my God, everything's up in the air now. And B, you can actually have guys like 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 guys and girls coming from the U.S. Like there's more representation. The biggest thing that people were complaining about previously was, um, and Candido talked about it in his video, we have so much talent in the U.S. You know, but you go to a World Championships, one person in a weight class sometimes isn't enough. You know, it's just not enough because it's heartbreaking to have you know, you're so good and you came in silver at US Nats, you could get a silver at Worlds, you don't have the opportunity. And this actually affords that and actually beefs up the world championships because now. U.S. can act, you're number two in U.S., you could go to world championships if you have that avenue. And the world championships is beefier with more top-end people. Um, the different nations now are a little closer. So it's almost like you instituted a salary cap, so to speak, right? Like it's it's more interesting that way. It's, uh, in that sense, I like it. On the other sense, though, powerlifting America is like, shit, we're losing a lot of stars in direct competition because of this. What do you guys think?
2: Let me ask you this: Why should they be different than any other major sport that's out there? That's like you know individual type of sports. You look at all the track and field. look at all the skiing. All you know the swimming. Look at look straight through the Olympics. There's two people from each country in every event. If you're the best team, right? So the you know Americans, the Australians in swimming, you'll see two in, two of each. That's it you know the speed skating you'll see like you know two south koreans two americans you know and a bunch of other people you know sprinkled in there right there's a rule because they don't want to have eight different jamaicans running the hundred meter dash at the olympics and like okay you know cool this is great even though are probably the eight best guys in the world or whatever you know what i'm saying so it it would really ruin if you if so I guess what you're saying is like, if they, you know, spread it out is fine. Different countries is okay. If they're able to go to the USVI and go to Puerto Rico and spread it out. So they're representing different countries. I'm for that. But I wouldn't be for like having five Americans go in the 83 kilo class to compete against, you know, other countries or whatever. That wouldn't is, make sense to me. Cause it just, would fine? just. what's that? Is this fine oh, too? Well, two, two is allowed. Yeah. Or I two. mean, I
0: mean like, um, not just for US too, but then you actually also have USVI. So then you conceivably. Yeah, so again, if, if they're representing
2: a different a different federation, I'm totally fine with that.
0: But is your but flavor? Would be- you'd be like, leave there and don't start getting Americans. Will be like,
2: I'm one sixth Italian. Right. <laughs> like, you, is what you're saying, or no? I'm just, no, I'm saying like. I, I, I don't have a problem if they're representing different federations. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's USVI, Puerto Rico, American Samoa, powerlifting America, whatever it is, totally fine. But, you know, I wouldn't want to see like, you know, like I said, like five different, you know, five, you, you know, powerlifting American 83s coming out and going to Worlds which just, it wouldn't make sense to me. It would, it would really deplete it that way. So at least there's different teams are representing to bump up their team points and that kind of stuff would make it different in my opinion.
0: Let me ask you this then. And then I'm going to ask you, Arian, but let me just ask you, do you think this is a good thing then? That USVI is there doing this? Do you think it's a plus? Do you think it's a, you're, you could take it or leave it? Or do you think, you know what, I wouldn't mind seeing a more beefed up PA nationals,
2: Um, Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I've really no, no issue with it either way. Um, Yeah, I mean, PA Nationals, who knows if it even takes off? I mean, it might be dead in a year, it might not, who knows? I mean, the, there's a, you know, PA Nationals is coming up with like 50 lifters in it, and there's a local meet for USAPL in the same town with double the lifters in it. So, like, what's going on there? So, hopefully within a year or so more people will be bumping over to that but right now it's just it's kind of depleted and it's very very top heavy um so i but yeah no i think it's fine i mean you know in reality right you're just kind of you know gav Aiden would be the one chandler would be the one like there's there's a few people from um the usvi that went over there that would compete with the um the lifters in pa but like even ryan i mean ryan would get like fifth, sixth, seventh at nationals in the one twenties, but he would win the masters, right? So I mean, he was a good masters lifter, right? Still's um, still is obviously world champion, but um, yeah, no, I think it's just good to have, let them have the opportunity to go and do that and represent a different team and build that up. And Kimberly's done a great job doing that. And obviously her taking in all those people from USAPL that left, you know, basically sacrificing her own competition (laughs) at um, worlds last year was crazy so good on her for doing that but yeah that's what i got um
0: there's gonna be a lot more 50 lifters you son of a bitch and i haven't i haven't heard a thing you said since you said that
1: there are more than 50 well, lifters want bet, to want to bet on it <laughs> yeah it, literally it ends like tomorrow you want to give me the account the koto account <laughs>
0: No, I'm not betting. I'm never again betting the KOT account for any more of these. Remember,
1: it's only, it's only one division. So it's only classic open powerlifting. So all the other divisions are in other nationals. So there was last I, Last we checked, yeah, 50 or 51 signed up out of 210 spots available. When is
0: the last? Because I actually had a side.
1: They don't have a deadline list on the website, but normally it's like 30 days out or 21 days yeah, which out. Which is tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Wonder Maybe. if they're gonna do if they're gonna announce a deadline or what they're gonna do there.
1: I mean, even if they push it to 21 days out or 14 days out, I feel like only people that would sign up last minute are people from Texas because they don't have to buy a plane ticket or anything like that, or anyone who's like waiting to last minute to not be seen on the roster and then just sign up. But it's not like you're gonna get a hundred people to sign up if you open up for another week.
0: It's the big thing is um, w- you want to see after the Arnold if some people want to do the Arnold and then. They want it, it, to, the, it's like a qualifier for worlds right now, is what it looks like. Like Bill said, it was top heavy. It's top heavy. You have like fucking like Jonathan, like world champions. I don't know I gotta go through the list, but like Bonica, Amanda, um, Megan Scanlon, um, you know, Jonathan March, 1st Keiko, is the do-
2: March 1st. Tomorrow's the deadline.
0: You know, uh, kaiko and a bunch of people right so there's so many people that uh that are like world class obviously taylor atwood and whatnot um manzo and whatever the shit right there's so many top end all like top end people that could be like win the world championships Uh, like heather connor like all those people i just mentioned like if you took the people i just said and you want to do like a preview show on it and use a formula tell me a better one that we've seen so far it's more stacked than the Virginia pro. Yeah. I mean, it, it's,
1: I, I feel like this hey, is Zeus versus how, Ray. Yeah. I was going to say, you didn't talk about the gorillas as my uh, buddy likes us to call them. The other nations probably have this similar thing where they, ha- it's top heavy. You have like, you know, especially if you go a few years back, let's say for France, you have a Leah, you have a Pana, but then you have all the weight classes or beneath them that people are just aren't as competitive as them. So you have these all-stars and then you have this drop. So that's what a lot of the other nations have been doing for years. Same thing with the size of the meat. A lot of other nations, you think Iceland has a thousand lifter nationals? No, they have a small nationals. They have the top people who are actually going to go and try and qualify for a Europeans or world championship. Like some people are wondering like, oh, is this sustainable? Well, you just scale your budget and and you focus on it being a national qualifier, whereas USAPL has always made it as like a big event for everyone to go to. Everyone wants to go to Raw Nationals and meet everyone and be able to compete on the same platform as Ray Williams. And so they always had the qualifying totals low or no qualifying totals. Because when I used to go to Nationals, he he just had to hit the empty bar. That was the qualifying total. (laughs) Uh, But jumping into what you guys were discussing as far as the splits, I'm not too concerned about how it affects powerful America. I'm wondering how the other nations will take it that like, oh, how come US gets to send two teams just because they have territories, but we don't have territories. We only get to send one team and one lifter, but they get to send two teams and potentially two per weight class, depending on how they double up because they don't have a, a full team possibly for every weight class. So you might be sending eight 83 kilo lifter or sorry, four 83 kilo lifters or like four 120 plus kilo lifters by just putting them in there. So I wonder if anyone would get mad or annoyed or of the rule changes, but I get what Bill's saying from the, even with the Olympics, it is a team aspect to the Olympics of how many gold medals and total medals you've won and other sports like NFL or NBA, you may be in a stack division or conference and you may be the, the third or fourth best team in the country. But the top two may go. One gets the the conference, and one gets the wild card, and the other person gets screwed out of it. So there is that aspect. What I would you gotta like say to, hockey
2: though when you're talking about Ryan? You talk about hockey. I should
1: I should say hockey because my my Florida Panthers are number one right now. But <laughs> the way I'm also thinking about it, which USAPL did at nationals, where they opened it up and let as many people in as possible to grow the sport as much as possible and get revenue to spend on more and more things, is what if the IPF went towards letting in more lifters per country, but there's no cap. Like with weightlifting or with like track and field, there's a cap. Hey, we're only going to have the top 10. We're only going to have the top 16. So we can't have 12 of the top 16 be Jamaica. But what if you had it where you can send as many lifters as you want to worlds as far as the other countries? So you can have the top 5 US but all the other countries get to go as well. So now you're making all the weight classes, more lifters and more lifters at worlds and international competitions, more teams. And then it's going to help bring in more revenue and everything like that, more views and be able to grow it.
2: I guess what would stop every country from sending five ninety-three kilos, and then all of a sudden you have like five hundred lifters. You would, you would need a prime
1: time, right? <laughs> but what's wrong with that? I mean, they had the bench worlds in Japan where they had like a thousand plus lifters, and they had to go two platforms Holy because smokes. they were not expecting that many people to come. Plus, it was raw and equipped as well, so it was more lifters. But what's wrong if you have more lifters? I mean, raw nationals has grown every year from when it was like 200, 300, up to 1,200 plus, and you just scale it with platforms and use the money for better, more equipment, referees, all that kind of stuff like that. Or they could have, you know, other ways. You can have a qualifying total. If you have the top three lifters in the world, then you beat that qualifying total, you get to send three lifters. But the other countries, if you don't meet the qualifying total because your lifter, you know, hits 50% of the qualifying total or record or whatever like that, well, then you can only nominate one.
2: That, different don't ways mind. you cap
1: it
0: that, I don't mind of a cap that's actually interesting because everyone's represented so you don't get the bump another nation um, no matter what Japan's got someone can's got someone whatever the heck however if US is can afford three guys in the 93s who hit a certain qualifying total they get to go or- and it could be steep it could be maybe it gets steeper the, the next person up you want. The, if you want a fourth, it's gets steeper and steeper or whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was going to build to You could also have like wildcard spots. So you have the normal nominations. Everyone sends in their one lifter. And then for each weight class, you have like three wildcard spots. So if you're an 83 kilo lifter and you total more than 800 kilos, you get one, you can get into that wildcard spot, regardless of what country you're from.
2: I'm with you. I I get it. I mean, I think it would be cool to watch that kind of thing. But I just think that like, then now you're taking medals and opportunities away from some of the smaller nations and other lifters like that. Like,
1: I I understand. But if you're trying to bring the best lifters and trying to grow the sport and say, look how stacked these weight classes are, look how much of a barrel is, take the team aspect out of it make it the individual aspect. No, don't say
0: that. Don't say take the team aspect. That's that's when when you lose bills. You start losing,
2: right? You no, no, I'm saying leave that's when that you in lose there. Other, you lose other countries by doing
0: that. You, you lose other countries as well. Le- you have to leave that in there. You had something, Arian. Just leave that one priority that you said. Well, <laughs> you had I'm something. But you I'm had saying a nice the, middle.
1: But I'm saying the whole concept would basically ruin team points because you're gonna have, let's say, like we said, like four US lifters and 83s, and then one from the rest of them.
0: That's right. The fucking team concepts out the window. They're, they're all represented, but as soon as one team had more players collecting so, points you unless whole, you do unless you do you're allowed four but only one of them can collect points
1: <laughs> still you one of them collects points but two through four knock down everyone else in placing and just crush everyone else's team points so the whole concept is yeah. then you're going to the idea of growing the sport getting more lifters there getting more top lifters there there's more depth there's more battles you get more views on any given day if you have a you know a Russ versus delaney versus angelo uh, versus deuce one of them could beat them out if you have to go travel and make weight and be under IPF rules and everything like that. Versus, oh, well, Russ won nationals, so so we'll send him. And if he has a crappy meet, well, he doesn't have to worry about those guys. They are not there. Hmm. That's interesting. Just an interesting discussion that that I think they should be... There is also
0: possibility of other meets. You have worlds, but the IPF can also have other meets that are money meets invitationals that lifters show up at like you're talking about um like people seem to think like the ipf can't the i for sure any nation in europe they got a super fun meets going on all the time especially in france man they got a girl power meet that's all these like all the world champions they have in europe and they got a bunch of like the females are really killing it in europe but they have money meets that are going to start taking off in europe now um that uh, they're putting together that's just full on the best people from certain weight classes can come. They'll fly people in. And the IPF itself and different sponsors can do things. And I think they're going to. Like people think like, oh, the IPF, it's only this though. But why? It's an easily assimilated, it's easy to copy a money meet, a one-off money meet. It's extremely hard to copy 120 nations across the world to be a global body. (laughs) <laughs> that's you can't wrangle in 120 nations that is ex- super hard to do this the groundwork and then be recognized by all these international bodies and a part of all these international sports festivals is very difficult a lot easier to replicate is let's still fucking money me yeah
1: i mean just just from when we've been around they added the raw Worlds or classic worlds wherever you want to call it then they added raw to bench press then they brought in the university worlds Then they brought in all the Arnold Sports Festivals. Uh, They brought in, even now for like the regionals, they brought North American University Championships, European University Championships. Then they're doing the Sheffield, hopefully, if it happens in 2023. So just in the past 10 years, they've added in all these new divisions, all these new world championships, international meets. So you could do that. You can continue to build international meets. The only downside to that is then you have to compete more often throughout the year if any of these bigger lifters want to go there to go compete against the rest. But if you can find a way to get all those lifters in the same meet, like at a world championship, then it's just you know one meet that they're already going to and just bringing more depth and more lifters there.
0: Well, there might be, and that's a good point, there might be regional things. Like for instance, um, if you're in the US, you do the Nats, you do Worlds, and most people can do a third. Like people, Some people in the US APL Pro Series competing a bunch um you might do something that's a money meet with us canada and maybe a couple other people that want to fly over so then you got three good ones like that we'll have to see like it's possible so you don't want to, i know what you mean you don't want to do too much international
1: yeah i mean you you could do that and then maybe just open up the regionals more so let's say a lifter for Powerful Think america does nationals in april then they go do worlds in june and they let's say they win or whatever the placing is at that point their major competition for the year is done and if they win let's say they're going to be waiting till March for Sheffield so then in August which is when North Americans usually is or you can shift it back a little bit to September you can do a North American championship but open it up you can send all the US lifters you want you can send all the Canadian lifters you want all everyone from Mexico Puerto Rico yeah. and then make that like the the epic battle
0: in North America cuz Canada's got a lot of you know talent as well like we could have some good ones we could have some good clashes and and all of the americans and all the canadians yeah like open it up like you said that's not a bad idea man and then you do the same thing in europe like europeans is already pretty big but um what if you make some money in there like a money meet over there in europe like they're starting to do that kind of thing or just if you want tons of participation you just like europe europeans is actually getting pretty good for that
1: they get some um they get some gift bags or stuff like that for the people, for the people who won. And they got like their bouquets and stuff like that. So they put a little money into like those, those little invitational meets and stuff like that. Giving out little prizes to lifters. Yeah, man.
0: And some of those nations, you win money from the government for winning Europeans. It's crazy. Um, and they'll have like battles. Like we see in the 66s and the 105s and stuff like that. Like Europeans can be pretty stacked. And if you, if you see Leah Babwa and Corolla Gar on the 63s and Europeans, that would be amazing. But how many times? You don't want to see it too often. That's one thing I'm saying with powerlifting. That's one thing where if you just clash a worlds, if I see it three times in one year.
2: Nice. That's, that's the other thing too about having four Americans or whatever in, you know, world championships because you literally just saw them go against each other. And, you know, this guy won. and Now he has to go against these same three guys again who are going to come in, you know, second, fourth, and fifth or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, um, it just but
1: gets stale. Two times in a year is fine. Twice in mean, a year is good. Yeah, just like you may uh, go against a team in the regular season and again in the playoffs, and you get the rematch. Okay, you got me at Nationals. Now let's see who can win Worlds.
2: I got you. I got if, you, you. if you do Nationals. Then what's the, what's the, but then again, it just depletes the, the the point of Nationals at that point, right? Because it's like, what do I care? As long as I hit this number, I don't care if I win or not, right? So, like, let's just say 800 is the qualifying total for you know, for worlds. So cool. We all hit 800. We go home. Big deal. Right. We save it for, for worlds. And that, that makes nationals actually even worse now. It, it, it's tough.
0: You're right. Because there is like trade-offs because you, you have to focus on something. Um, you're right. So it would beef up worlds um, or possibly North Americans. It turns into nationals right now, this year is a qualifying meet, you know, it, but and it's very top end. It's these people who are going to probably medal at world championships. Like they're all really, really at top end. Um, so it depends. You, do you want to stick around like that? As like, this is, you go to this Nats, it's going to be all the top. It's like, it's like a prime time, essentially. We cut it off at a prime time is what PA Nats looks like right now. Or do you want to turn it into a mass of thousand people show up? Uh, yeah
2: you know here's the other thing too they have no qualifying information listed yet for classic worlds so literally they might just pick whoever they want like you can win nationals and they'd be like "Well, we don't want you we want to have ray and jesus together so we're you know you're you're we're not going to send a you know whatever 120 kilo lifter we're gonna you know we just want ray and jesus or whatever you know what i'm saying They could do something like that i have no idea because literally there's nothing listed
1: uh, for the I, I bench saw- team.
2: For the bench team, there was everything listed there, all done. This meets in, you know, 30
1: days. <laughs> there's nothing listed I, I i say we be the coaches and say the national team is sponsored by king Lifts and we select the team live on the podcast
0: oh, back, back. let's do it this is it you guys go in for national coaches King of is, we'll, we'll do like it'll be like the nfl draft or some shit that goes on live twitch yeah.
1: Bill and I get to pick all our lifters and we'll let Ryan pick the 74s and the 83s. That's it. Man. <laughs> That's
0: it. This that'd be crazy. Talk about a different way to approach this. But um it is year one. Like we're literally like freaking two months into the c- conception of this Fed. So things will start. I mean they started
2: in May, let's be honest. So come on. Oh come on.
1: Wild we Bill. Go.
2: It is Wild Bill after all. I
1: was like, I was like, we <laughs> took a we took a huge uh, derail there, but they did have their first nationals, their bench press nationals, this past weekend as well. Fifty four lifters competed.
0: Uh, the bench, who are there any benchers that we know of that are.
1: That I mean, I don't know how much you know benchers, but like looking at it on GL points, the person who won best lifter is uh Jonathan. Uh, he likes to go by Mike Mike Losa, who actually switched to USVI last year and went and and won the NAPF bench. So then he came here and won the Powerlifting America bench. Some long-time guys, um, like the regular crew. So there's this guy, Damian Franzali, has been competing for like 30 years. He benched 176.5 at 83-kilo uh, Masters 2. So he's got you know world records and, and American records. Uh, Blake Atwell, I don't know if you know him. He's competing at the Arnold next week as yeah. well. Uh, some of the older guys, uh, Bill Campbell, Steve Petrensic, Mike Ferentelli. So there wasn't anything... Huge, I think. I'm trying to see
2: my 74 kilo lifter won the open. Andrew Sardis Blake's double going the both. 007 of
1: power. 007.
0: 007. Blake's going both. He did Nats, PA, and he's gonna do Arnold.
1: That's what he said. He said he was just doing NATS PA because he lives. He lived in Michigan. He lives down in Florida now. It was down the street for him. So he's like, whatever. I'll just go do it as like a tune-up bench or whatever. He doesn't want to go on the bench team because people were telling him, oh, you know, you'll be ineligible. He's like, I don't care. I'm not going to bench world. He just came and did a light bench, just a tune-up before the Arnold. So he actually had the biggest raw bench at two twelve point five, and then there for equip, there's a guy, uh, Joe uh, DiBert, I believe, or DiBert, who did three twelve point five so for people who are uh, in the u.s scene they will know these names uh, the vice president mike zalinski did a token bench so he can get a spot on the masters team uh chris walter did a 210 bench at a, a 105 so you know some decent names on there and my lifter el
2: presidente what about el presidente
1: bro oh el presidente did some tokens robert <laughs> robert keller let me pull up his uh, attempt. 75 kilos, 80 kilos, 85 kilos raw. <laughs> and they're all like, you know, super warm up weights or whatever like that. He was just doing tokens to make the, uh, he turned 60 this year. So he's making the masters three team. Oh
0: snap. Is he 60 now? Yeah. We got some other news items. I don't want to stray too long on this. Um, <laughs> we, I didn't, wasn't looking to do a recap of bench nats, but uh, um I have one that I want to talk about real quick, and then we could. I know you got a couple area, but here's one that wasn't on yours, and I want to toss in. Bob Matthews did a 947 kilo total in the gym at 100 kilo body weight, and for anyone keeping track, that dot will put him over what Ashton's done on the platform, and he is getting real close to neck and neck with Ashton on straight up kilo, with no calculator at all involved. Going into this, we, I think, if I could speak for us, we all thought Ashton was the number one for sure. Now it looks like Bob Matthews, by the time Nationals rolls around, he might be the favorite. What are we talking about? His progress is outstanding right now. What are your guys' thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, it
1: it depends on what he weighs, but I put in, yeah, 947 at 100 exactly, and it's 582.9 versus. Ashton's done 589, but that was last, uh, 2020, he did 579 at the Virginia pro. So yeah, either like seven points or six to seven points behind off of Ashton's best. And then a few points above what Ashton's recent was. And on he total, was
0: smaller though. That's yeah. that Ashton previous when he was at his quote unquote best, he was a smaller Ashton. That's not coming yeah. back.
1: And then on total, yeah, Ashton did 955 versus Bob did 947 in the gym.
0: Ashton's not dropping body weight. I don't think so. I think he I think he's staying the size he is. And I think they're gonna rumble where they're at. That's my guess. And if they rumble where they're at, Bob might win this. He's a head on points if he could do not all he has to do is 947 on the platform. But if he continues to get stronger.
2: I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. Does he even just keep going, keep gaining the weight, and j- jump in the same weight class as Ashton as well, right? In that 110 class. Because right now he's at 100 kilos. You know, why not just keep going? I don't think totally. he
0: has to. I don't even think he has to to gain 10 kilos with his rate of that. Yeah, but if you go
2: ahead, if you want to go actually head to head and beat him outright, like, you know, that's what you want. So,
0: what if he beat him a weight class below? That's fucking crazy. He pulls like a Taylor Atwood crazy stuff. That's where people <laughs> will be like, if you out total Ashton, who's the big gun in the USAPL, if you beat him a weight class below by kilo, you want to talk about getting people talking.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I would be. You know, I to remember too, like two years ago, Ashton got third place at nationals. Yeah. Know, so like, him, it's know. not like he's like this unbeatable force that no one's right. ever been able to beat before, right? Like, you know, he got third place two years ago um
1: not on points you know, bro
2: not on points though you're right you're correct on that <laughs> but um so it's not like you know yes he's he's definitely come on the scene and like he become the it guy right now for the usapl you know but bob is now having his turn at it. so you know but the the, the way they're pushing these numbers is like insane insane to have you know in that 105 class um you know just looking at it from a global aspect to be in like the 950s is like what is going on, yeah. yeah. And then was, you know, add in um, was the Sith Lord deadlift, uh, Rondell Hunt or whatever, you know, into when he finally comes over to USAPL. I mean, that's you just add into that, and those three going head to head like that, and then oh, yeah, crazy.
1: I was just pulling up our preseason power rankings again, and R- Rory and I only did top five, but. Rory didn't have Ashton and or uh, Bob on there. So that's why we don't have him on the podcast anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you had Ashton at two and Bob Matthews all day down at nine versus Bill had Ashton at one and Bob at five. And I had Ashton at two and Bob at five. So maybe it's not Wild Bill and Messi Kamesy over here. Maybe it's Crazy Ryan and Rory over there. Crazy
0: Ryan. We we well, had
1: we had Bob at number five, man. I didn't I obviously did not expect it to be this good, but I did have him up there.
0: Yeah, look at um, I think I just needed to see at the time when we recorded that a little more, because he started coming on, but the holy smokes is he coming on. That's I mean, a good thing about these,
2: like preseason rankings, right? Because we're we're seeing what get, what's going to happen, and you know, obviously, we're going to change our stuff uh, when you know later on, maybe after the Arnold or whatever, when some of these guys compete, then we kind of bump somebody up, down, whatever, you know. Next time we do it, so that's kind of the whole point of this. It's not like these are my rankings for the year and that's it. You know, it's going to be a
1: you know gradually moving scale. I think Ryan didn't put in their preseason, so I think maybe that angered people more. Uh, but gotcha. yeah, <laughs> that was preseason. Good. Yeah, this is preseason, man. Going in, is like who we think is going to be the favorite going in, but that is not who are locked in for the whole year. But what I was going to also add too to a bill was saying, I think this may also be one of the positives of all of these weight class changes is that maybe I know Bob was talking about it at nationals to me uh, and and to P, our buddy Pete Spence that he was going to go up in weight class. But there's some people maybe were not going to change their weight class. They were like setting their ways. I'm going to be you know 83. I'm going to be a 93. And now. The strategy went out the door, and you're like, "Man, should I go down? Should I go up?" And some people are going to be changing, and it's actually going to benefit them. So Bob is killing it from these changing his weight classes, and you know, for some of these people, they may have never made that change if it wasn't for these weight classes. They would have just stuck with their weight, and their total would have been just stuck there as well.
0: Like Brandon Petrie as a 93 would have been an absolute like monster at a 93. Now he's got to fill out 100 because for kilos for him to catch up to Bob is going to be very difficult. Brandon was like, uh he hadn't quite hit 900 kilo yet. Bob's now rounding into the mid 900s kilo for kilo. It's really tough on points. Like as a 93 though. Um, if he, if that, if he was an IPF, Brandon Petrie would be right in there with Keiko, you know, like, like who's the world champion he's, but because that 93, like USAPL doesn't have it. He's like, Frank, man, I got to bulk up like seven kilos, 15 pounds. That's a lot of body weight, man.
1: That's but, a lot of body weight. That, that could be a couple of years to put that body but, weight on. But Quality. still, P- Petrie it's went from – Two hours,
2: give me that, bro. That. Yeah. I, I was, I
1: was going to say, some of them were cutting anyways, but Petrie went from 805 to 845 to 895 at 93. It last one, 93.8. So he's already progressed that much, not gaining weight. So he may follow Bob's path and fill out the 100s. He and could. he may go, n- next thing you know, he's hitting 905 in the gym. Then he's hitting 925. Then you're like 935. Like, shit, there's another one. <laughs> he
0: could. It's just sometimes it's, it's laws of diminishing gains kick in where it depends. It's not the same for everybody. You never know, right? Like, I'm just saying, if it's optimal weight would have been 93 or 95 and he cuts to 93, you know, that's where it's tough. When the weight class changes on you. Whereas sometimes luck of the draw you bob's like holy shit i think 100 kilo was always going to be the best for me and now i have a weight class 100 kilo i am about to make history <laughs> right and i'm gonna we'll,
1: em- go ahead i was gonna say well and we'll see what ashton brings um this week at the arnold i believe he went dark on social media so it would yeah. be a good thing
0: yeah he he, he yeah exactly so maybe maybe, maybe he comes a-
1: down and does 975 or like <laughs> shit he could, but again, remember like what, what what was that last jump
2: he took on? You know, going for that four hundred kilo deadlift, like he could have uh, de- added another seven
1: point five to four hundred point five. Right. So he took a twenty three kilo
2: jump, right where he could have taken a fifteen probably and hit it. So yeah. you know, so it's you know, again, nine fifty five was great, but it's also like taking Ashton jumps where he's like, "Fuck it, it's over already." So four hundred, yeah, four hundred point right. five, of course, why not?
1: Yeah, Maybe puts fair. a little bit more on his squat as well, so he puts like let's say five kilos on his squat and fifteen on his deadlift, and you're at nine seventy five.
2: Or does he, you know, most likely he's going to win the the grand prix and the five thousand dollars fairly easily. So you know, take his foot off the gas here, since they have nationals coming up in June and kind of ramp up towards that. But that's not Ashton's style, I guess. Halfway through that, I was like, no, of course it's not. I was going
1: to say, or you're at the Arnold and you're on the big stage with, you know, hundreds of people watching you and you load up 400.5 again.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, 410 this time, but yeah, of
1: course. Let's hit some
0: of these news items, gentlemen. We're going to (laughs) be, we're getting off track here. Okay, so, Irian, do you want to belt off a couple of the ones off the top?
1: Sure, I guess. I guess we'll go from... um, some fun, interesting talk to a little bit more of a sad talk is with Russia invading Ukraine and then Belarus looks like they're supporting Russia in this and letting the Russians through anything like that. Well, we had the first thing as far as the IPF is concerned is that they had the university worlds that's done through Fiju, which is basically a international organization for all sports for university students and so there was going to be other sports going on as well with this university world championships for powerlifting in Moscow. And because it's in Moscow, they canceled it. They said, they're going to try and look into another venue later in the year. Cause it was supposed to be in may, but it may not happen. So it was supposed to be powerlifting in Moscow, uh, rugby in Kazan and water skiing and wakeboarding in Belarus. So all those were canceled. So that's the first thing we saw is one of the IPF world championships got canceled Then the second thing I saw is that the another international organization that the IPF is connected to is the world games association, which is basically the Olympics for the non-Olympic sports done every four years. It's supposed to be here in the U S in Birmingham, Alabama this year. And so they met up their executives and they decided on their own that they're going to ban all Russian and Belarusian athletes and officials from coming to the world games. So they can't compete. Then they can't be involved as an official or a referee anything like that. So that affects the IPF, too, since, especially for Russia, Russia's really good on the equip side of the IPF, and so they were going to send a number of lifters, whether, whether like, you know, Fedusienko, Konavalov, Gladkick, Gashinets, so all those guys could be out. Or, or, I mean, I don't see how they would change it. I mean, I guess if the war stopped or like that, they may reconsider it, but as of now, it says they're, they're banned, so they're out.
0: And obviously, the repercussions we don't know what's going to happen at worlds or whatever like that. Like if the IOC across the board says, you know, if the IOC moves towards it, the IPF will follow suit. If the IOC says Russian athletes for all international competitions, IOC recognize IPF will do the same thing. Um, And then also conceivably, I would say Ukraine's likelihood. If you have Ukrainian athletes, how many of them are going to make the world championships now? I mean, This thing could be over in a week. This thing could be over in three months. This thing could be, who knows how some of these conflicts and fuck, I hope it doesn't go like this goes for years, you know? So we don't know. Um, Hopefully none of that's the case. It could be over next week. It could be like a best case scenario type deals, but Anatoly's one best lifter at the IPF world championships. There's a lot of Ukrainian power lifters. How is this going to affect them? You know, they, there's time now if it ends like right now, but then even the devastation, what he's seen, what he's been through, is this where his head's at? If he could physically start training next week because it ends today, what is he going through? You know, uh, like you you see the videos, it's horrific. I can't, I can't imagine living through what they're living through right now. Um, so it, it, it either could be a huge disappointment or it could set up one of the most inspirational stories you ever seen where if the war ends and anatoly does go and he fucking wins an amazing showdown the one of fives and if he does something in terms of a best lifter i don't know if he beats taylor or whatever it would be such an inspirational feel-good story for a guy his story if he ever sat down and told it holy shit you know think his 20 year of 2022 who knows man sports And humans have some crazy inspirational stories. Anything's possible, but right now, we don't know. A lot of it's on the table. And uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Not just for Team Russia, but Ukraine's and and, and the whole nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's sad. I mean, from what I've heard, for Ukraine is basically... Any any male like 18 and up, anyone who's eligible, is getting drafted. So who knows if if these guys are, you know, in basic training or out there fighting or whatever, like that. So, like, yeah, training is the last thing on your mind. And then, yeah, if it does end quick, well, potentially your house got destroyed too, since they're like shooting missiles at apartment buildings and stuff like that. So if your home is destroyed, again, the last thing in your mind is going back and training and getting ready for a world and then there's plenty of people that have been fleeing to other countries. So if you had to leave everything behind and go to another country, now you're in Poland or trying to go to Germany or maybe eventually make it to the U S again, it's like the last thing you're worried about. Oh, I got a world championship in June. Like you're trying to get your, your life back together first, see if your home and your country are going to get back, get back to the normal anytime soon. And then maybe, you know, later on get back to a gym.
0: It's tough to wrap your head around. I think. And, um, I think it's 18 to 60 aren't allowed to leave. You can't leave the country. Uh, so fleeing isn't even an option. I mean, unless you snuck out, but that's, you know, that's highly unlikely a guy like Anatoly is going to be sneaking anywhere. So yeah, he's in there. He's in danger, man. That's scary. If you see videos and what's going on, um, it buildings are getting leveled. Hopefully. Yeah. Just like, hopefully they're all, they're all okay. Um, you know, everybody we met at worlds and whatnot's okay. And they make it out. It would be a miracle if he ends up going to the world championships, I think, but if he went, Holy shit.
1: Yeah. I guess the other aspect too, I didn't mention is the casualties because they don't have exact counts, but I think they were saying like the Russians have already lost, like, you know, a couple thousand uh, uh, troops to uh, people just dying, whatever tank explosions, gunfire, all that stuff like that. So
0: yeah, those numbers can't be substantiated, but Um, More than a couple now, it's it's like several thousands, like it's, but they're not, it's hard to tell. And the amount of like airplanes gone down and tanks blown up and like buildings and whatnot, it's crazy. The the rebuild will be, even if it ends right now, the rebuild will be insane. Both sides, it's nuts. Um, So I don't know. I don't know, man, but uh, look, we couldn't, what are we going to fucking pretend this isn't happening? This was going to have a big get brought up on the podcast. We'd almost be disrespectful just to pretend it's not happening when all the people that like Russia and Ukraine are so big of like nations in powerlifting. How do you have a powerlifting podcast? And this doesn't come up at all. This had to come up a little. I don't We don't got to get into like the nitty gritty of it, but it would almost be callous to not mention we have fucking people that we pose with pictures with and shit like that. And we're just not going to say, hey, it's fucking tough when we're recognizing that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's bad news, man. This is this is how it goes. When a nation invades another, they don't get in- invited. And then that nation that's getting um, invaded, it's it's tough. It's not good anywhere.
1: It, it's, a, it's an interesting concept when I read the whole thing about the World Games banning Russia and Belarus. It's like, I wonder what the reasoning was because you're banning the lifters and let's say the referees as well but they're not Putin they're not the government they're not the ones who decided they may not be for the war so I wonder if they do it from like a safety aspect like what if like you know they try and send people to come harm Ukrainian lifters or maybe you know lifters from other countries or maybe like infiltrate another country or something like that and do harm there or if it's just like they were just flat out banning those countries and not knowing they're they're hurting those lifters.
0: No, I think it's more um, you put pressure on, on the people in charge, like Putin. So if, if all of these athletes now have the dreams taken away them, their friends, their family and all fans like powerlifting, it's tough for us to picture fans, but they're like hockey and soccer are massive in Russia. You they're all banned. If you live in Russia, your economy gets devastated. You're you're a, uh, international pariah in terms of like any competitions, none of your teams get to go to like the world cup or any of the hockey junior world championships or any of that you're excluded from everything. Picture that. And mm. and you've now the pressure within Russia to do, it's different now on Putin, right? Whereas if none of that, there's no pressure. You're just applying, it's the same thing why you do sanctions. It's just applying enormous amounts of pressure socially, economically, you know, everything. What, do you watch sports to get it off your mind? Well, you don't have sports anymore either. You have to do something, you know, it's just enormous amounts of pressure. So the people start turning on those in power, right? And it starts becoming like, how long are we gonna go like this? How long are we not gonna send our kids to the hockey junior worlds? So I know like, it, like hockey's huge over there or how long are we gonna go like this? How long are we never gonna go to any of these international competitions how long do we have to suffer in our economies in a tank? How long do we do this? And when, you know, that's when you start making people turn. So that I think it's more of a political move like that. Um, and they know, I don't, I don't think anyone's thinking like the athletes are involved at all. It's just, I'm sorry, you got to get hurt by this, but it's,
1: you, you reminded me when you said that, that they actually have the Winter Paralympics coming, because it's usually the Paralympics are after the Olympics. So it's March 4th or 13th. And that was the video I sent you guys as a bunch of Ukrainian Paralympians put a video together talking about what's going on and how so many of them are missing out on their dream because, you know, their home is destroyed, they can't travel or they can't train or anything like that. Um, so they're asking for the Russians and Belarusians to be uh, banned from that Winter Paralympics as well It's coming up. So We'll see if the IOC makes that move. We'll see,
0: man. We'll keep everybody updated. This is part of, this is, it's a global thing, but it's also going to impact the sport on a sporting level as well. Um, yeah. That's a tough one, man. It just so happens that the best lifter at the last world championships is Ukrainian. You know? Uh, but if anyone's wondering, he, last I heard, is okay. I DM'd him. And uh, he's been posting. So if that's on your mind, yeah, he's okay. So far, so good.
1: And and for the Russia side, Angelina's been posting, right?
0: I had to talk to her in the DMs as well. Man, they're either yeah, Russian. They're upset, man. They're also upset. So, they're Russian, but they're they're humans and they got hearts. And they're like, Fuck, I, this is what I was looking for, right? Like, so keep that in mind. I, I mean, in, in wartime, it's easy to villainize um, a nation, but. They are also caught in the middle of it. Yeah. But anyways, all right, let's go into the next news one.
1: The next thing I have on the list, and it's what we talked about in a couple episodes ago, is Daniel Zamani came out with another bench press. And again, people are wondering, is this real? Is this fake? People are taking pictures of the of the plates and they're like, oh, the plates aren't all the same diameter. Like, how is this possible that all the plates are different heights and everything like that? And so he did, what was it, 365 kilos? Eight hundred five pounds three eight that's yeah. right or yeah. four
0: pounds sorry yeah man i don't know the story continues all here's <laughs> what's giving me a little bit of pause he in the caption writes world sh- world record and on the video puts world record and is essentially claiming the world record doing it in the gym with no officials and um that makes me think is this guy going to not compete like he's hoping that's how the story is going to be. And that's how history is going to remember me. And I don't have to compete. I don't have to have officials. I don't have to use their calibrated plates. I don't have to weigh me that. Um, because I just, you know, th- that's what gives me pause. Everyone else who lifts in the gym knows it's a gym lift. But, you know, and some people in the comments are like, well, we'll tell that to Half-Thor. Half-Thor had officials though. It doesn't matter if it was people have gym, like have meets held in gyms all the time. All the time. People own gyms and hold competitions in gyms all the time. That's just a venue. It's not the venue that bothers me. The fact that he was, uh, there's competitions happening all over the place, right? It's not the venue. It's the fact that there was no officials, no governing body. That's the difference between him and Half-Thor in, in any kind of real world record. And that's what I don't like the fact that he's putting world record there because it makes me think like, Hey, anyone who doesn't know no better, casuals be like, oh, that is a world record. That's not how it works. B I don't, I don't want the trend to start being either where people start going for world records and gyms, like for social media clout. And if you get enough clout from it, enough people say it's a world record. That's why when I shared it, I was like, this is not a world record, but this is a big gym, lift. but some people are sharing it saying world record. Some big name people are sharing this saying hey, this is a new world record. You got you got to be careful what you ask for because you're setting the new presidents. Now people can start doing that and start claiming world record without showing up in meets. Let's not start doing that. Stop. It's a slippery slope. All right? I'll share it because like I fucking this is what we do is we share gym lifts. But I'm gonna say people, it doesn't matter what the caption says. This is not a world record. Okay. So anyone listening, please, please. <laughs> Don't, don't do it. You're, you're, uh, more people are going to come after him if this works and it's working.
1: I forgot how many followers he had when we did the last episode, but King of the List has 257,000 and this guy now is 248,000. So as soon as he doesn't even need you for the repost. He's going to covered.
0: Come on, man. Come on, man. But here's the thing it's, um, yeah, like he's getting reposted like crazy all over the place. Like I saw Larry Wheels repost him, Larry's got like over a million. You know maybe two million by now I see like tons of people reposting um and he's closing in at a quarter million himself the, the, he's reaching his goal man why does he compete now I don't know Anything,
2: has he competed but, before like is he, he is there a, there's a database on him that he's done it before okay the numbers
1: Not are just this. so much lower yeah so much of course
2: lower. but they're old they're old numbers yeah I mean regardless I mean I like if this guy has like the most like I said this last time, he's got to have the most patience in the world. That He's basically like bumping up five kilos every week, you know, leading up to this thing for the last year, basically like that's um, and, it, and there was no like big, like spectacular, like reveal. Right. It was just like he did it in the gym. Some people cheered and that was cool. Right. It wasn't like they did some kind of production for it. So that's why I just think it was just I, I think it's legit. I just think he doesn't want to compete unless, because he said, I'll compete if someone pays for me to, you know, me and my crew to go out to a meet or something like that.
1: That's pretty yeah. much what he said. He's he's asking for organizers to give him a, a platform to break it. He says, I promised attempt 356 and 363 kilos, both in the meet. He's like, these are not easy to attempt multiple times in a lifetime. And I do not want to attempt them in a random competition. I need a platform which is worth my lifetime effort. But I was going to say, Bill, the other interesting aspect of this is, how he always puts the picture of his coach and always tags his coach and in his bio it's his coach so be like it would be funny if there's this whole year long con just to get his coach like clients to make money and they release an app they release an app
0: next next week with his coach and i'm like that's clever that's fucking no t- no it's
2: the strength guys hire the coach to uh, come that's on that's right
0: start. he's a new intern on the strength guys uh, with that. and all of a sudden he's co-hosting king of olives as well the coach um Hey, look at, I didn't know my man was positioning himself. Look at, look at, I'm not saying it's, it's fake. I'm just saying, I don't want to recognize it um, as a world record. Uh, but if he's like, I see the money getting kicked around these days. I see the money and I got the hype and he does have the hype. And if he's like, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, fuck you pay me. Let's do this. I know there's money out there. Bring me out. I'll do it. I guarantee I'll load that bar with 363. somebody, anybody, do it. Get this guy out. What are we doing here? Fly him out.
1: How, how many big fly, bench? fly
0: him out, bro? when you how, do it?
1: <laughs> how many big bench meets are out there?
0: I think that even if it's like a, an invitational with money, this guy alone, if he's like whether he's competing with someone else or not, they'll bring him out and just be like, you know, even if he's the only guy doing bench only. Like you could bring him out to whatever the
2: shit. I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. where? N- name something that w- it would work at.
0: Well, he'd have to, he might have like the, the money meets I know are in the US. I don't know that and they have some decent dough. Like sure. like the showdowns got decent money. The,
1: the, the issue with it with well, the issue with him is getting a visa to the US is gonna be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to maybe try and stay more in his region. Bill, what's the, uh, do they still run that meet in Russia, that single ply meet, like Titan Cup or something?
2: Oh, the Super Cup of Titans. Yeah, I think they still, well, they did it up until a couple,
1: you know. I was like, until that's like stuff. I was like, like that's that, the only thing I could think of. Or
2: maybe like, actually, no, 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 what would really work it would be like catching on with like Giant Slide, like one of the strongman events. And there's like, hey, we're going to, you know, they're going to do like a stadium show or one of those and just be like, hey, we're going to bring you on. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to do, you know you're going to do your first attempt we're going to do some some of our stuff and you come back for your second and your third or whatever i mean that would be something yes. there just like a feats of strength kind of thing
0: they that did half yeah julius maddox was on espn doing his yes they could do that yeah.
2: but something like that where they do one of the stadium shows where it's like they just you know because again it's so a bench and some plates right i mean it's, it's fairly easy they already have that there so um Yeah, I think that would be the best thing, would be one of those guys like Giants Live or um, was it Wuss, the World Ultimate Strongman, because they actually do a lot of stuff um, in UAE. They'll do um, a bunch of Strength Island, they call it. (laughs) So, so, yeah, I could see that happening. That would be the the best thing, I think, or the more, more... realistic thing to happen instead of him like coming to california to do like the you know one of those meets or that you know hybrid meet down in
1: miami or something like that there right. aaron you can stay with you it'd be cool perfect i got calibrated plates him. right here for him <laughs> <laughs> he could he can do it in my room i got a calibrated scale calibrated plates live I'm an, on i i'm a ipf category two official referee it's more official <laughs> than anything else that's it. perfect But the other thing I was thinking of as a possibility is like, I wonder how big this is in his country. Like, I wonder if like other sports or news stations and stuff like that, know who he is and what he's doing. Cause what if they set something up? Like, you know, Haftor had something where he had officials come to him. They weighed the plates and he did the event there. What if someone in Iran, some media company or some sporting event company can run some kind of event and do the same thing and just have him just bench by himself.
2: Um, the Hapthor thing, just remember, the, the judges were virtual on Zoom.
1: Yeah, but – oh, sorry, Zach. I'm saying, like, he still put together this yeah, yeah, event yeah, no, I know, I know. specifically for him for this one yeah. lift.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, they did They did the similar stuff with the log lifts and the stone lifts with like the Stoltman brothers and Rob Kearney and that kind of stuff. Um, where, like, you know ESPN picked them up and they did, you know, a half hour of them trying to break the single – you know, single lift record kind of thing. So, yeah, it could work for sure. Um, I don't know what kind of strength sports or like strength festivals or something like that they have over there, if that could even work. But honestly, I think like just, you know, you because know, because the, um, like the ultimate strongman and like the, the Giants Live, they'll, you, you know who Iron Bibby is, the yes. log press world record holder. They'll bring him in to events just to do the log press world record or something like that. Right, he doesn't even compete in the rest of the stuff. So it could just be like one of those kind of one-off things where they're just like, as we're setting up for the stone run, you know, this guy's going to come out and bench press eight hundred pounds. Of course, those people are going to like it. They're strength, you know, strength fans, right? So I think that could work. In Iran, I'll call him up. I'll call Colin Bryce up. We'll make it happen. (laughs) In Iran,
0: they have, um, like, Iran's a a Olympic weightlifting nation. Like the Razadai, and like they have a history of Olympic weightlifting. So. In terms of strength sports, they are in. In Iran, um, I forget, like I think with Razazadeh, some other nations were trying to bring him over to represent them in the Olympics. And their offers are like Razazadeh was super heavy. So he's the strongest, big, like bigger, larger in life. He got up to like 10 mil US for him to abandon Iran and leave. And he said no. Like in Iran, Iran is into strength sports. The one gentleman who he ended up passing away within the last couple of years no use of his legs but could bench press like fucking deep into the six close to 700 pounds iranian um i forget i think his last name was rockman and uh no use of his legs paralympic athlete and they had a fucking statue of him that's like 20 feet tall over there in iran like they they do revere so in terms of uh could they bring people there or like like arian was saying like with the government or i think they could get something Going like that, he obviously is holding out because he knows, like, he's got a feel for it, he's got temperature of the room, so he probably is telling himself
2: it's either that or it's fake, and he's like, yeah. Fuck it, open window, or, open My coach needs three so, more clients, or he's like, I, I, it's a million dollars, it,
0: it's something <laughs> stupid that he knows. You know, well, I said, you know,
1: well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, some company could try and like find a way, like. Based on if he makes it or something like that. I mean, like Bill had said, they're like UAE, like going to Dubai or something like that. There may be some some company out there, like okay, let's just make a cool like you know show about this like that. They'll fly him in, interview him, get him ready for the the day of the event, get the bench in, do a post thing, and kind of make like a, a UFC, you know, you know how they do the episodes. I forget what the thing is called, um, and try and make some money off of it. Get a bunch of spectators coming in.
0: Yeah, for sure, man um for sure i can see something is happening anyways let's move on to the next one gentlemen i think you got enough of our time
1: the the next one i was just going to quickly throw in there just because it goes along with the 800 pound bench is jimmy cobb did a a 1320 pound bench multiply and these new band shirts i've never really heard of them i don't know if you have bill it looks a little bit different of a multiply shirt um And multiply is weird as far as like how clean the lift is, how clean the lockout is and stuff like that. But I was just thinking about all day the concept of just like you have to have all these guys like help you get in this shirt, lift 1,300 pounds because the one guy couldn't lift off by himself, put it into your hands, and you got to hold in your hands, hope these little flimsy wrist wraps can hold 1,300 pounds (laughs) as as you're bringing it down. And the amount of time it takes to bring it down, you have to like stay tight and brace and everything like that and then be able to press it. And his his press was not fast off the chest. Oftentimes, like for single ply, the suit helps you off, or the shirt helps you off the chest, so it's like fast, and then you struggle going to lockout. His was like a struggle the whole way through, but he was able to lock it out. What do you think, Bill? Yeah,
2: just, yeah I mean, like, again, like you said, like I'm trying to imagine it like, you know, I've had 600 pounds in my hand, you know, bench pressing, and it's like, this is that's that's like you know 45 percent of what he did <laughs> like it's just it's just unfathomable really it is um yeah i don't yeah how, how do you not like break your bones fuck your wrist up? like yeah just it, it doesn't make sense whatsoever but um yeah i mean again those those lifts aren't very clean but like to cool feet of strength i mean like dude you know moved 13 20 whatever like you know it's pretty badass. Um, it was some ridiculous
1: <laughs> weight above the world record too. Like the world record was like 11 something. And this was like 15 to 20% above that previous world record.
2: Yeah, I And mean, you probably couldn't touch with anything. He's like, fuck, yeah. I'll see what I can touch with within the shirt. You know,
1: it, It's like, even just like the idea of like, would you attempt that? Like, yeah, your bones could break. Like, you know, the bar could slip out of your wrists and fall on you are the safety strong enough to hold you are the five spotters strong enough or like fast enough to react to or something like that like at any point you could be like drastically uh, devastatingly injured or die if 1300 pounds just falls onto your sternum and he's like fuck it i'll try it
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was legitimately what 600 kilos
1: something like that
2: yeah, it's like yeah, six hundred times two. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking insane. <laughs>
1: yeah, <five> ninety nine kilos. <laughs> uh, it's your total, Ryan. What
2: the fuck? I am of a bitch.
1: All right,
0: what's the next one?
1: Uh, I don't have too much left. the The next one, because again, we had discussed on the podcast before when we had Rory on here before we boot him out was uh, I saw a news article update on the whole Robert Wilkes situation with Powell Thing Australia and the Melbourne University where he was a volunteer coach at. And I guess Melbourne University did like a six-month investigation into this. Um, So they must have talked to, you know, the different sides and got different evidence and stuff like that. Who knows what kind of text messages or, you know, phone call logs they got. And they decided to permanently ban him from melbourne university like in any capacity and anything like that he's not allowed um there unfortunately for their weightlifting and powerlifting club it seems like they kind of got rid of the club because they, i guess like the club was like registered separately and then were just associated with the university so i don't know if maybe robert wilkes is somehow involved with the business entity as there there as well so maybe they just wanted to get rid of it so we'll see what happens but i guess that lead Leads more towards like people are leaving powerlifting Australia. They're going to the, the IPF affiliate, which is the Australian powerlifting union. So it kind of goes back to what we discussed before, or maybe some of these lifters that had left the IPF are going to now start coming back this year and going forward because of this whole Robert Wilkes fallout.
2: Or USA powerlifting Australia is a possibility. <laughs> we got the first meet coming up, I think in May out there. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Right.
2: I just love these.
0: The USA powerlifting, you know, French nationals, USA powerlifting Canadian, Ontario provincial nationals.
1: I think they're just, we'll see if they change anything going forward, but I think they're just stuck in a tricky situation right now where their brand name is strong. Like people know USA powerlifting and they know the logo but then you can't use that for running international meets like the Australia open. So it's like, okay, well then you have to come up with a new name, but coming up with a new name, it might be like a kind of a restart as far as your brand name and your business. So we'll see if they maybe end up renaming in the future.
0: A brand name's super duper strong and that's what it is, right? Like uh, anyways, yeah, whatever. I don't even think it's much of a conversation at this point, but in terms of the, the IPF lifters um, coming back, it'll be interesting to see because I don't think too many people are going to stay with Wilkes at this point um like how are you going to stay with wilks at this point i think a lot of people even the most diehard pro wilks people are probably gonna i'm coming you know, they'll go back so we'll see yeah maybe powerlifting australia will have a, a dynamite team at the world championships they historically had a really strong um team so we'll see maybe they got a really good team coming up at, at worlds us in south africa is, is relatively close to australia in terms of some, like, you know, Canada or some of the locations we've had for for the world championships in recent years?
1: Yeah, I mean, even if some of those old people don't come back, because, like, I met some of those Australian lifters as far back as, like, 2014. So maybe they're not competitive anymore. Maybe they're not powerlifting anymore. Yeah. But potentially, it just um, unifies Australia a little bit more. If powerlifting Australia dies out and now the Australian Powerlifting Union is, like, the only drug-tested federation or the major one, then that's the one that's going to start going again and build up the new top lifters and those lifters will come to IPF. So even if it's not the same lifters, we'll get new uh, lifters out of Australia, new shooters.
0: That's true. We're not splitting the talent pool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have to see. I think it's 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 a positive thing when everyone's under the same umbrella, if you can make it happen. Um,
1: but We'll see how... Yeah, we'll see how all this uh, story continues to unfold because I guess there was the whole weird thing where Robert Wilkes stepped down, but I guess he still owns the business and he still owns the international body, World Powerlifting, so he's like still involved. And then he's going to continue to fight this. So we'll see if they can, other people involved can maybe get him completely out to try and keep World Powerlifting alive or if there's no way to get him out and yeah, people will just leave and he'll die out.
0: I don't think you're going to come back from that. It is what it is. I think it's way too late. That's a tough. That's really bad PR, and um I couldn't see that. But who knows? Maybe. What else okay. we got, sir? Oh, sorry, you got the, another note on. I was that?
1: gonna say. I was gonna say if Bill had any thoughts before we move on.
2: No, I really don't want to think about the guy at all. To be honest with
1: you, so. the, the the final topic I have is this whole insert the knee sleeves, the ergo sleeves or whatever, the whole drama on it that apparently, you know, the material is illegal. And some people are saying, oh no, that's just like, people are just lying about that to market their own sleeves. And then people are like saying, you know, it is legit. And so uh, I guess USPA put out a post about it saying that they are going to look into it and see whether any of the allegations are true, whether it is any material that's not allowed, that's not, non-supportive neoprene. And then I believe USAPL, I'm going to pull up the referees. group. I believe the technical chairman had mentioned something in there because some people were asking, hey, what's going on? And I guess he was getting a bunch of emails. So I'm just trying to pull up real quick. But I believe he said he's been getting emails all day and that they don't know exactly what's going on. And so they may be looking into it as well.
2: Here's my take on this. Inzer leaked the information about them to make people look into them so they're back in the news about it and they're like oh these these are so good they can't be legal and they're like oh no it is just neoprene and they come out and it's like and they sell ten thousand pairs in tomorrow dude can you imagine they're like this <laughs> you
0: know how good that of a marketing be like this is so good it's it's it feels like it's illegal and then the USP is like we got to launch an investigation it's so good and then when people like What's the investigation results? And they come back, they're awesome. <laughs> and they drop a promo code. And it like, you guys are working together? Yes, we are. That's that great. would be amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, It looks like the technical uh, chairman just said that. You know, we've been getting many questions, and we're looking into it. As far as USAPL, so both USAPL and USPA guys are looking into it but they don't know yet. It's interesting always reading the description bill for like injured stuff. I don't know if you like read any of the stuff for like this knee sleeve. they always like, it has like all the positives and none of the negatives, like perfectly balanced for stability, comfort, and safety. And it's like, if, if, if it fits your knees and it's self-adjusting, no more need to adjust your sleeves in the middle of a palfting meet or workout. When you want the ultra best, this is the only knee sleeves to own. So maybe this is the whole part of the gimmick to kind of push it too. And I couldn't find them actually saying that it's neoprene. It says seven millimeter thick, premium construction, nearly indestructible.
2: My God,
0: doesn't sound like
2: neoprene.
1: Like so it's, how made is, of Kev-
2: so it's made of Kevlar, then basically. How, how
1: is it, how is a knee sleeve anywhere close to being
2: nearly indestructible? We're so close. <laughs>
0: it's what the UN is sending to Ukraine right now. Jeez, for some of those, <laughs> just fucking knee sleeves. That, 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 I don't know. We'll see what the hell happens. because um, right now, in terms of a story, the story is being investigated. we we'll double back. We seem to be doing these, you know, news podcasts, but it is interesting. I mean, because they've been used. So then if you find out, oh my, if you find out, oh my gosh, it does have illegal uh, materials in it. Now people are going to be like, well, fucking this guy broke a record with that. This lady broke a, like you, you can't help, but be like, I don't want to be an asshole, but I kind of lost a a major comp to somebody wearing these. I don't want to be an asshole, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing starts happening. But before we get ahead of ourselves, We'll see what the investigation, if this turns out to be nothing wrong with them and they're just that dope, then like Bill said, all of a sudden it's like the best marketing of all time. And and they're like,
2: (laughs) I know that like, I haven't spoken to one person who's got them and used them that likes them. I was be completely honest with you. Like I have like five lifters that have gotten them and they've all worn them. For a couple sessions and then going back to their spds like legitimately they I've don't never like,
0: worn i've never worn
2: them yeah i've never oh, seen them God. either yeah i mean oh. i, I, ho- I want to hopefully this weekend at the arnold i'll be able to see a pair at least to um check it out but investigate
0: um, are you doing my, your own my, ktl my, investigation my, my lifter you bite it you're like this doesn't taste like
1: me <laughs> <laughs> my my lifter uh kurt wears them bill if you want to investigate them all right, all right
0: cool, cool. <laughs> your, check out your, on saturday your kurt lifters are if, go, he beat,
1: and- if he beat if he beats Shahid Bryant and then it turns out that they're like no, so can <laughs> <That's>, you
2: imagine? <laughs> gives the money back. Like, yeah, you gotta get the money back. Sorry, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> um, another thing I saw people commenting was like that 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 were, to be the legitimacy of it is oh well all these federations approved it so it couldn't be some scheme where they paid off USPA to get them approval. Well, what about IPF and all these other federations? But I wonder what their process is in improving. Uh, approving equipment like they probably mail them a piece of equipment but how far does the ipf or uspa go into like looking into it do they actually like cut open the sleeves and look at what material inside is do they go to an expert and say you know is this neoprene or did you know they say okay you know it looks like a knee sleeve it fits like a knee sleeve um, and you know they say it's neoprene, it's Inzer, they're a well-known brand, so they approve it. And then maybe like USPA sees, oh well, the IPF approved it, so it must be good, so we'll just approve it too. And there wasn't like a in-depth process of analyzing every single piece of equipment
0: because all it's, of them approved it. I, look, I think all of them did, right?
1: Am I misspeaking?
0: Yeah. I don't. I, I, all of yeah, them I mean on, on their
1: make, on their site it says approved for all powerlifting worldwide, including IPF, USPA, and all federations.
0: Fuck me, I mean. God. that's why let's see man they got every single person who got this on their desk was like this looks good to me then if if it's not right that makes that makes all these feds be like we got to tighten up here that can't happen again
2: is something not similar but like um so i guess uspa there's been a few meets where they've not allowed the a7 t-shirts because they have lycra in them which is a stretchy material which isn't allowed in t-shirts in raw competitions so um when i saw that online i actually messaged um honey schmidt from the um south africa he's the, 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 the is it the technical chairman right of the ipf and i was like you know is lycra allowed in t-shirts for ipf approved he's like no absolutely not and i sent him a label i was like what about this one it said a7 and it said like you know 35 percent lycra whatever he goes oh no that one's fine don't worry about it So, I guess mean, this is depends on if you, you pay, pay enough to the feds, they'll let you use your shit, I guess, right? I mean, come on. I, I, I <laughs> so, told I mean, you, man. I, <laughs> I, I, these are private conversations, and you're going to get some
0: phone calls while <laughs> Bill's in the house. I
2: told what? you. Straight DM. He he's never met me. He has no fucking clue I am. I said, you're allowed to wear Lycra. He said, no. And I just sent him a picture. He said, yeah, that's fine. I said, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I told you, Bill Insur's got that lock on the IPF. <laughs> yeah, man. They probably just approve <laughs> whatever. <laughs> They're like, well, remember, remember, we brought back powerlifting to the U.S. Yeah, you let our knee sleeves through.
0: <laughs> we'll have to see how it shakes up, man. it is interesting. I am in, uh, in terms of like controversies. This could be one of them because, you like, honestly, I joke, but seriously, other people will look back and be like, "Well, like, for sure, if that adds just a few kilo." <sighs> So, what if somebody won by a few kilo? Some major competitions.
2: Yeah, what's worse, wearing the the illegal knee sleeves or the French guy wearing the uh, rubber band around his elbows?
0: Dude, he had more than a rubber band, though. He nah, had. It's
2: fine. It's fine. What's the big deal? It's fine.
0: <laughs> what a fucking guy! May he live in infamy. You will be remembered in infamy. <laughs> That did not pass. That was the line. He got a little greedy. Come in with an A7 shirt. Come in with fucking knee sleeves. Well, that's that's where you came a little too far, sir. <laughs> that was the <a> catalyst <laughs> change everything?
1: Anyone else? We got anything else?
0: Are we done here, that, fellas?
1: That's all I have for news.
0: That's three and a half big ones. We did back to back podcast. I'm glad we did the shout outs at the beginning when I was still fresh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting shut down. Cause he looked tired.
0: I'm tired, doggy. I'm tired. But listen, um, much appreciated having you guys on the podcast again. I'll drop these as quickly as possible this week. I got a couple of the podcasts on the go and uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll see how the Arnold rolls around. And maybe we, well, we're going to have to do a recap show and talk about all the storylines that comes out of it.
2: My victory.
0: There. And, Bill, you got to tell us how it goes. All you, you, both you guys. And we got to talk about doing something while you're down there at the Arnold uh, with KOTL. Not tonight, though. <laughs> all
2: right. Not tonight. Until next time. Thanks, fellas. Yep. Yeah.